0: Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are sponsored by CBDX.com. Go to CBDX.com, order all of your CBD needs, gummies, vapes, flowers, etc. Uh, use promo code MEOW for 20% off. We get a little love, you get a little love. Helps out the podcast.
1: Yeah, it's a good product, so check it out. Yep, definitely use it. Pretty much daily to help me go to sleep, and whenever I tweak my back working out, it helps.
0: It helps. Uh, We're here to talk about training camp. Uh, first couple of days are in the books, and not a ton of news, but there are some notable things that have happened so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the beginning of the camp. Everybody's you know rusty; they're shaking off the rust. So, I mean, everything you hear is kind of you take it with a grain of salt here. This is mm-hmm. this is not game time ready. They're Day one and day two of training camp.
0: Yeah. Um, public service announcement. Don't get too caught up in what's happened in the first couple of days of camp. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Very so funny. many Browns fans were like, oh, ho, ho, Baker throwing interceptions, first day of camp, you know, underthrown, overthrown receivers. Okay. Well, it's day one of camp with his new team.
1: It, it doesn't matter. It, it the Nothing matters. Nothing matters. It, and let, I remember Cam's rookie season. Training oh. camp, he threw tons of interceptions. Tons he of interceptions terrible. during.
0: Preseason hmm. games. Oh, you froze. You, you there? Yeah,
1: you froze too. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay, edit. I'll try to remember <laughs> to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yes. But yeah. Cam had a, a horrible preseason. Horrible, you know, training camp. But his first few games, he set rookie records throwing the ball. So I remember, I remember
0: the- being very worried about Cam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That that training camp. I mean, he just looked bad. The preseason games. Go back and look at you know some of the stats and the tape and stuff. Like he looked rough, and then he yeah. comes out and he throws four hundred yards his first game, and and never looks back really, uh, until he gets hurt. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just. It's very dangerous to get caught up in who looks good, who looks bad, day one of camp. Like So far, Sam Darnold's looked awesome. But we've seen Sam Darnold for four years. Like We know, we kind of know what <laughs> Sam Darnold is. So let's not get too excited. Correct. Uh, oh, no, let me rephrase that. Let's get excited because football's back. But let's not get too caught up in the storylines of how players are doing the first couple of days of camp. That being said, we're going to talk about how some of the players are doing. Uh, because, you know, it is relevant sort of right to, to Mm -hmm. see who's lining up where and who's getting first team reps, who's getting second team reps, things like that. So, you know, some of that stuff is interesting. Again, I, I, you know, don't put too much stock into what you read, especially from other fan bases. Um, but there are a few newsworthy things I guess to talk about before we get into like what's happening on the field in camp.
1: Correct. Uh Um, Couple players, Carolina Panthers, are on the pup list, physically unable to perform. Shaq Thompson, he's still recovering from a minor knee surgery. Um, when he got to camp, he looked—I mean, watching him walk around, I didn't see a knee brace or anything. Looked fine. And yeah. all reports is they're just being cautious. And honestly, he was that defensive linebacker in core last year, so definitely be oh, careful yeah. with him. <clears throat> yep. Big drop off when he went out last year, and I think. Oh yeah you this team needs him because there's not much around him in linebacking wise
0: yeah and we knew he was going to go on pup um before training camp started you know matt rule made that pretty clear so no surprise there however the next guy is a bit of a surprise
1: yeah jc horn uh had some tightness after his conditioning test he passed his conditioning test but you know had some tightness and you know he's coming off that broken foot so they just they put the brakes on him. Hey, hey, hey slow down. Let's mm-hmm. not get you injured more. Let's make sure we get this taken care of correctly. And we know, I mean, I hate saying this name, but Greg Olson with that broken foot, you, you want to be careful. Granted, JC Horn's a lot younger and, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. heals a little bit better than Greg Olson did with that.
0: Yeah. Let's not, let's not bring that juju on JC. <laughs> but, uh, the, yeah, this one's a, was a little surprising to me. I, had seen some off-season workouts that he was doing, and he looked like he was moving around great. Um, so I'm kind of surprised that he had that soreness. Uh, I thought that he had kind of been working all that out. But, um, you know, it's working out by yourself and then coming into training camp, two different things. So certainly better to treat him with kid gloves. Uh, doesn't mean he's going to miss all of camp, all no. of the preseason, anything like that. You know, he'll probably be back next week or week after. So wouldn't get too concerned.
1: I wouldn't be considered about either one of these guys right now. If next yeah. week, if you are hearing that they're still on the pup list, they're not inching closer to <clears throat> it, then I start worrying. But right now, yeah. this is first few days of camp. Yeah. They're just, you know, getting with the coaching staff, getting with the medical staff, getting everything straightened out. You don't want to rush one of these guys back and be more detrimental by rushing them back for training camp. Now, moving on.
0: <laughs> one guy who won't of, be coming back.
1: <laughs> one guy who won't be coming back. A little bit of surprise. Cornerback Rashawn Melvin retired after missing OTAs with, due to personal reasons. Um, a little bit of shock. The Panthers were informed the day or two before training camp, but they couldn't release it until he filled out his paperwork. That being said, whatever his personal reasons are for retiring early and everything, he's still in his 20s. I wish him the best. I mean... Mm obviously something's going on that he he feels like he needs to take his attentions to whether you know it's for him or another family member all the best for sean melvin
0: yeah uh i mean certainly from a team perspective it's a loss yeah you know he's a really good depth at, at corner um you know he's started games um so that uh that opens up a roster spot which you know the panthers have already been talking to some players and some players who are no longer available, but um, I would expect them to sign. Maybe, I don't know if they'll sign another corner, but they'll, they're definitely going to need to add some, some depth there at some point, I think.
1: Yeah, I think they could go back to corner. Uh, again, he was in line to f- be that third corner with, you know, mm-hmm. C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor battling it out. Those three we mentioned in our last podcast about, you know, <clears throat> that being a camp battle. Now it's going to be Henderson and Keith Taylor. They could bring someone else in to maybe compete, but there's also needs other places. So it'll be interesting, which we'll talk about Scott Fitterer's mentioning earlier or later on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know. Let's go ahead and just talk about that now. um, Since we're kind of already there, you know, Fitterer's mentioned that they're looking at adding some depth on the D line. Um, You know, whether that be tackle or edge, he mentioned both. Uh, And now, obviously, corner is is a position. So Carlos Dunlap, who the Panthers have been talking to for a while, has signed with Kansas City. So that is no longer an option. Um, But there are still some guys out there. Uh, I don't have the list in front of me, but, you know, we kind of went over a few guys. Trey Flowers, yeah. We went over a few guys a couple weeks ago, um, or was it last week Maybe. Um, talking about some, some potential ads that they could do. So uh, go back and check that out if you want to hear a more detailed list. But there are certainly options out there. Uh, and now that they've got an open roster spot, they're definitely going to make a move.
1: Mm-hmm. You know?
0: And being in camp, they can wave a lot of these yeah. into the roster guys. They can make several moves over the next few days. And I would not be surprised if they do. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll kind of reiterate what you said. Good luck to Rashawn Melvin. I hope everything's okay with him. Um, you know, I, I would expect we'll hear something from him at some point as to why he retired, but, um, definitely need to fill that roster spot and see where the Panthers go from there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Keith Taylor's looked really good in camp so far, you know, again, like I said, just a couple of days, but, uh, he, he made a really big, uh, interception yesterday and kind of continuing that really good play that he had last season.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he could be the guy. Correct. And we were talking about, I, I'm jumping back because I didn't get to say this, but Fitterer yeah. mentioned D-line. Every time Fitterer talks about you know, D-line, I just want to say he mentions Davion Nixon. He mm-hmm. brings him up as a guy who he expects to step up. Don't be shocked if Davion Nixon really has some serious play this year. Um, I know that we have Ioannidis there and Derek Brown, but I have a feeling mm-hmm. that they're expecting Davion Nixon to be that guy, the next guy up, and maybe eventually become the starter next year. So just keep an eye on that too. I just, I keep noticing every time he mentions D line, he brings up how glowingly love of yeah. Davion
0: Nixon. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that'd be great. Uh, you always want these guys to pop, and obviously he's made some impressions so far. So yeah.
1: keep an eye on that, as Jerry said. And Keith Taylor. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I I know we traded for C.J. Henderson, mm-hmm. but Keith Taylor makes play after play. It seems like in training camp, yeah. he played really well as like a lower round draft pick last year. Mm-hmm. I think C.J. Henderson has an uphill climb. He outplayed him, or Taylor outplayed him last year.
0: He definitely did, and you know, like I said, uh, he, he's had had an interception in camp, and he's looked good so far. So would expect that to continue and. Would not be surprised if Keith Taylor's ahead of C.J. Henderson on the depth chart once you know the season rolls around, which is great, honestly. I mean, they can find these guys later in the draft that can contribute. I'm all for it. Like, you know, we can trade C.J. Henderson. Somebody's going to take him. You know, he's, he's got the yeah. pedigree, so if we needed to trade him or just have the depth, that uh, would be fine. All right, let's get to what everybody wants to talk about and wants to hear about the quarterbacks.
1: plays kicker, oh.
0: Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That is not a position battle, Jerry. Place kicker is pretty much sewn up. Uh, But the quarterbacks, um, as Matt Rule mentioned, pre-camp, the guys have pretty much split the first and second team reps the first couple of days here. Uh, Yesterday, day one of camp, it was Sam Darnold with the ones. Today, day two of camp, it was um, Baker with the ones. Uh, yesterday Sam looked really good by all accounts. Didn't have really any errant throws, no. whereas uh Baker was off several times. Not a surprise, right?
1: Yeah. Just coming yeah.
0: into camp with his new team.
1: Hey, we're throwing to yeah. new receivers, different timing, di- mm-hmm. different, you know, timing. Another thing Fitter has said in his interview with WFNZ is that, you know, he was really impressed with Baker coming in that He had two weeks to learn the playbook and he grasped as much as he feels a quarterback could have possibly grasped of the playbook in that time. And that's great. I mean, for Baker.
0: Yeah. I mean, Baker is, you know, he's had multiple coaching staffs in his NFL career. So he's had to learn new playbooks almost every year. So this is not new for him. Um, But he's certainly maybe a little more motivated this year to learn that that uh, playbook very quickly as he's not the, the guy uh, bar none yet. So, but um, Baker looked really good today. Yeah. He made some really nice throws today. I think I saw someone said he had like five touchdown passes today or something, no interceptions, Um, whatever that means, you know, (laughs) in terms of uh, training camp stats. But uh, the count so far from what I read is Sam Darnold has six touchdowns, no interceptions. Baker has five touchdowns, one interception. So, both playing well. Both are like 12 for 15, 12 for 16, something yeah. like that. Um, but again, training camp stats, who who knows what that even means. They're lining up in specific formations and you know, doing scenarios and things like that. So it's not, you know, you can't really one-for-one one it in terms of what it would look like in a game.
1: I, I did read, though, that today being Thursday, the second day, that Sam completed... I think it was like 12 out of 16, but all his passes were like basically five yards a bullet. Well, Baker seemed to push the ball down further, uh, especially to DJ Moore, which phenomenal camp supposedly so far that he's just dominating, which is what we want to see from him. Then maybe with better quarterback play, he can become in that discussion of elite receivers. Because right now he's just a great receiver that's had Kyle Allen and Mm -hmm you know, all these other quarterbacks and yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I mean, and, and so far it seems like the Baker DJ connection is just getting better, you know, yes. each day of camp. Um, so I would expect on August 2nd when Jerry and I are at camp, uh, that we may see some of that. I'm, I'm yeah. really excited to look at that connection. I hope that's one of the days that Baker's with the ones or that maybe they split them 50, 50 that day or something like that. But, um, supposedly Matt Rule said they're going to be starting to do some red zone work here uh, within the next couple of days. Um, So that'll be good because one of the knocks on DJ Moore is he just doesn't catch a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. And again, you, you mentioned he's kind of playing with bum quarterbacks. Um, So hopefully we get just even an average quarterback season out of one of these guys this year, you know, maybe DJ, you know, tops five, Touchdowns for the first time in yeah. his career,
1: and and maybe you know Joe Brady's gone, and maybe they practice red zones. According to Teddy Bridgewater, they didn't really do much of that, and yeah. that's being honest. I mean, yeah,
0: uh, you know, I mean, said it, <laughs> yeah, and and again, Matt Rule now in his third season, um, hopefully, he does some things differently in yeah. this training camp than he's done, you know, you know, last year. He didn't even have a training camp first year, so, um, you know, I, I would expect that to be. Different. Matt Rule, by the way, if you've watched any of his press conferences, his demeanor is very different than from last season. Uh, He seems way more at ease. He seems way more um, happy, I would say, excited about the season, Um, optimistic, very optimistic about the season. Really, all the coaches that I've seen do press conferences, and maybe that's just because it's training camp, but I've noticed just even a lot of the comments on YouTube, which are notoriously terrible. Um, everyone is is pretty hyped about how Matt Rule seems to be uh, carrying himself, I guess, so far Good. this season. So he's, he's mean, excited it, about it, and, and that makes me me excited, honestly.
1: Exactly, and that's that's what you're sitting at. You're yeah, it's a new season. He I felt like the towards the second half of that season, everything fell off. He thought he was going to get fired, and I I think this year he's kind of going in there. Now, there was one quarterback... Nothing to lose,
0: right? Yeah. Nothing to lose.
1: There's one quarterback we didn't mention in our quarterback talk there. That's Matt Corral. Oh. Yeah. P.J. Walker, too, but, you know, the odd man out. Matt Corral has been splitting third-team reps with P.J. Walker. Uh, Mm -hmm. Supposedly, he's looked really great in those third-team reps, but... They're, they're not giving him a shot. With that being said, he's also been the first player out both days. So, And he's, he's made comments stating that he wants to win this job. And I think that's the mm. only thing we need to hope for, is Matt Corral forces their hand to at least bring him into the discussion. Because it doesn't sound like they're trying to even let him have a chance right now.
0: Well, you know, they want to get a good look at Baker. Obviously, you know, they made the, they made the trade. He's the, you know, I would say most NFL competent quarterback that they have in camp right now. Um, They're paying Sam $20 million this year almost. So they definitely want to get him a look as well. And unfortunately, you know, Matt Corral is just going to kind of be the odd man out unless he, as you said, forces their hand. Um, He's been the first player out there every day in camp. He's, uh, from all accounts, looked really good in the limited reps that he's gotten. So I would expect at some point that he will get time with the ones and time with the twos. And then we'll kind of see, you know, what sort of timing and and everything. He's, You know, he's playing from behind, right? Because he's just not going to really get tons of opportunities. So, you know... I don't know that it's realistic to think that he could press for the starting job this season, but if he does, that says really good things about him.
1: Exactly, and and that's what, I just kind of want to bring it out because a everybody's interested about Mount Corral too, and mm-hmm. it, it's the little tidbits that I've been picking up, and, and I'm reading you know the Charlotte Observer, Kaskara, you know all the beat writers' mm-hmm. reports, yep. and that's what I've heard that he's out there first. He's, I saw in a press conference talking about he wants to win the starting drop. Now it's not. Yeah. And he's going to try to do everything in his power to do that. And I'm very excited for a preseason game. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping he forces his name into that discussion. <coughs> so
0: agreed. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, the, the comparison is going to be made because Scott Fitterer mainly is here, but with Russell Wilson in Seattle, the third round pick, um, mm-hmm. they had an incumbent starter. They brought in a, you know, a big free agent signing in Matt Flynn. Um, but, you know, that was Matt Flynn and Charlie Whitehurst, right? That Russell Wilson <laughs> beat out. Not exactly the same. I mean, Sam Darnold may be on the same level as Matt Flynn. I don't know. But Baker's definitely got more cachet talent, things like that, than Charlie Whitehurst, I would say. So uh, It probably a, a more unrealistic to think that Corral could push Baker specifically for the starting job, uh, but you never know. And that's what camp is for, and he's a yeah. rookie and he's kind of an unknown. So um, he did mention that he, uh, I think, sort of regretted going to Ole Miss. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, because he took the easy route because old yeah. now Ole Miss he had he would was easily going to become the starter. Right. You know they they let him start. I think three or four games before they redshirted him his freshman year, and then he knew Mm -hmm. he was going to be the star. He said he wanted he should have taken a more competition because he thinks he could have won it. Yeah, and
0: And that's interesting. Uh, You know, Uh, I'm glad that he's here for the competition. Uh, You know, you always want that as in your starting quarterback. You want that dog, that guy that feels like he's the best and he's going to earn it. So uh, I'm glad to hear that.
1: Especially but, uh, right now with the way this Panther mm-hmm. team is looking. I mean... Yeah. Hey.
0: I mean, you know, I've talked about it before. Like, this preseason, I, I could not be more excited to watch these preseason games. Between yeah. Baker and Corral and Icky and, you know, even Sam. Like, seeing what where, yeah. what he looks like. You know, I'm just really excited.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Icky, Brian Birds had some nice things to say about him. Mm-hmm. Uh he said he had strong hands, powerful grip. He's got got a couple things he could work on, but he'll get all that fixed out in training camp, and we'll handle that. So it sounds like Brian's been the one going up against him and, you know, giving him tips on how to work. Um, yeah. But as far as his effort and his dog, that's nothing you could teach anyway, but he's got it for sure. That's what Brian Byrne said. I, I think that's kind of everybody's, you know, take on him coming out. In the draft, I mean, the tape showed it. He's 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 a fighter in there, and now it looks like it's going to happen. And I'm really glad Brian Burns is going against him. I remember when Jordan Gross Mm -hmm. was being got drafted, he went up against Julius Pepper that year, and that Jordan Gross said that was so helpful going against one of the premier pass rushers to get Mm -hmm. steps in and everything else. I know. I just yeah, and as we know, talking about that, (laughs) but. Back in my day. Yeah. Um
0: uh, but you're right, and and Icky then the one knock on him is his pass protection, right? Just maybe not quite as um elite, I guess, as a couple of the other guys that were in the draft. So um that is it's really good and he you know this defensive line is good. So he's he's got really good competition to go up against in camp and learn and Brian Burns has all the tricks in the book. He's got all the moves that you would hope to to learn about so uh that that is really good I'm, I'm really excited about that um anything else on the offensive
1: line or the offensive side of the ball you wanted to talk about uh the only thing i have left on offense is cj saunders supposedly lined up with the ones mm. uh it was uh Robbie, uh dj moore and cj saunders No, no Terrace marshall no rashard higgins I know we talked about camp battles and we just placed Terrace Marshall and Richard Higgins there, but CJ Saunders, he may, he may sneak into this conversation because I keep hearing people mention his name. Coaches mention his name yeah. as well. So don't be surprised if Man. all of a sudden you start seeing him more towards the end of the preseason and that he sneaks into that, a primary third receiver role. Yeah,
0: I don't know if that if it says more about C.J. Saunders or if it says more about the, it, that the third wide receiver competition truly is wide open, right? Yeah. Where it could be any of these guys. It could be Kirkwood. I mean, it could be any of these guys. Um, so that is definitely something to watch. And, and I think, as you said, you and I kind of assumed it would be one of those two guys, uh, Higgins or Marshall, but... It seems like this is going to be more of a competition than we anticipated. So I'm excited about that.
1: And, and it could be that they wanted to see Terrace Marshall and Rashard Higgins on the outside too. And that, yeah, j- just you know, who's going to be our number two on the outside? Just to be on the safe side. Let's go ahead and work mm-hmm. that out. You know, and go. From Marshall's there. a
0: big guy, right? Yeah, Marshall. Marshall's, Mar- Marshall's he's got a big body.
1: Big body, fast. Yeah, he.
0: He's <clears throat> he's, he's not really your you know prototypical slot type receiver. Yeah, correct. You know, so... Uh, yeah, so that that's true. So, yeah, I don't know how much I'd read into that specifically about C.J. Saunders, but um, C.J. Saunders had some... he had some flashes last season, you know, especially, like, on the special teams and things like that. So I think they do want to get him more involved, and I'm all for it. Like I said, you know, anybody that can force their way into playing time means that they've done a really good job because I feel like... For the first time in Matt Rule's tenure, at least, it's a pretty deep team.
1: Yeah, that most depth this teams have ever had. I think Matt yeah. Rule and Scott Fitter said that, that this is the best mm-hmm. overall complete team that they've had, so.
0: Yeah. Yep, <clears throat> so uh, exciting there. Uh, all right, any, any other kind of news or notes you want to talk about here?
1: It's Christian McCaffrey. I haven't really heard anything okay. about him. And usually he's the guy that everybody's like, wow. Like, yeah. I heard uh, DJ Moore supposedly is the guy that's shining in camp. Usually it's Christian McCaffrey, and I haven't really heard anything about him. I don't know if it's just because it's Christian McCaffrey, he does this every training camp, that he looks lightning. But I yeah. haven't heard Yeah, uh,
0: I mean, I've seen uh, a few, you know, um, video clips From camp, showing him catching a ball here, you know, running a ball there. He looks like Christian McCaffrey to me, uh, but it would not surprise me if they're just keeping him kind of, you know, out of the harm's way (laughs) for for the first few days of camp, at least, ramping him up slowly. And if so, good job. That's smart. You know, he doesn't need this this type of stuff to get ready. Like he'll be ready by week one.
1: Yeah. Um, another, another quick tidbit. I did hear Brian Burns talk glowingly of Etor. Uh, just just oh. say that he was his guy. You know, you know they were talking about adding another pass rusher, and he just kind of said, "Hey, you know, e- YGM is you know good. He's got all the tools and stuff. You're gonna see. You know, just a little tidbit. Yeah. It seems like Brian Burns has really become the leader of the defense with Shaq not there. <clears throat> Yeah. which which is good cuz he hasn't been that before which is fine you don't always have to be the speaking leader but this team mm-hmm. needs more than just Shaq out there right now
0: agreed and i don't remember who it was if it was it may have been dante jackson talking about it but they they were kind of talking about it it's pretty um it's a pretty big hole to fill yeah w- without uh shaq there and it's kind of giving some of the other guys uh, a bit of an opportunity, I think, to step up and be that leader. So that's
1: not a bad thing. And, and Dante Jackson, too. I, I heard yeah. he was chirping at the wide receivers when he kept making plays. <clears throat> I, I've heard he's been making some good plays, too. So,
0: Yeah. Matt Rule said Dante Jackson is the funniest guy on the team. <laughs> and that he does not keep his mouth. He does not shut up.
1: That doesn't night. surprise me. I not think now all. that he's a veteran in that <clears throat> first all or nothing, that first yeah. season, if you watch that, you can see that cockiness, and now that he's kind of earned some of that cockiness, you could. Mm-hmm. I could see him. Yeah, it was it.
0: it was annoying back then, but now it's like ah yeah, Dante. That's Cause he, Dante
1: because he, he, he could put pl- back it up a little yeah, bit more right. now, and yeah,
0: yeah. Um, man, I should go back and watch that. The first <laughs> the first few episodes of that show are really good. Yeah, and then it kind of all falls down down the, after that. But, um, all right, uh, well. And as we said, first couple of days of camp, not a ton, you know, really to report on so far, but uh, there are a few a few things that have happened, and again, football's back, we're excited. Yes! We'll be out there in a few days uh, and kind of get a first-hand look, and we'll have a, a podcast later on that day, I think. Yeah. Kind of talking about our experience, what we saw and everything, so really looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, and we'll be wearing MailMix t-shirts if you, on August 2nd out there. If you guys see us, let Drop by, say hi. You know, we may mention you on the air. If not, uh, we'll still have some stickers and stuff to hand out for people. Yeah. Yeah, check us out. All right, Jerry. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. And please visit our sponsor at cbdx.com, promo code meow for 20% off. We we both really use CBDX, so.
0: <laughs> Not, yeah, where, uh, we're, <laughs> what was it? Not only am I a. subscriber i'm a client or i don't know what whatever the thing is but yeah we definitely use it um i've got some coming tomorrow so Uh, all right and until uh tuesday of next week we'll see you later be safe and keep pounding